0: This is Double double Strength strength. Mama Power. It's a stuff podcast. Remember when you used to leave your house with just a wallet? Now it's nappies, blankie, teddy, books and two changes of clothes. With no added sugars, and Mumpedia Pro 3 toddler milk is one less thing to worry about.
1: Why did the cell phone go to the dentist? I don't know, why? Because he was having trouble with his Bluetooth. (laughs)
2: Dewey, we are drilling deep today about how to keep our kids healthy, and helping us is dentist and comedian Sam Smith. Oh my goodness, that's a pretty funny combo,
3: nice to think that the person dealing with the tricky business of what's going on in your mouth
2: can distract you with a few laughs as well. I know. Now Sam's special in lots of ways, and not least of all because he's got some fabulous advice on how we can keep our children chomping happily. And most importantly, keep them
3: well overall as a result. This is stuff to really smile about.
0: This is double strength mama power.
2: Kia ora koutou. Here in New Zealand, there's a crisis going on with our children's health, which as parents, we need to change. In April this year, the New Zealand Medical Journal published research which mentioned that tooth decay is the most chronic disease among Kiwi kids. To give a sense of how bad things are in Northland and Auckland, almost two-fifths of preschoolers have had dental decay. So we decided to try and find someone who was a trained tooth expert, and was also kind and funny, to talk about how to best protect our kids' teeth fantastically, stand-up comedian and dentist Sam Smith agreed to chat
1: with us. What prize did the dentist of the year get? I don't know. What prize did the dentist of the year get? A little plaque. (laughs) That was cute. Sam, we've
2: got a real problem. What factors have contributed to kids' teeth getting worse?
1: Well, the main thing is... All this sugar that's around the place, as you've probably heard before, the, um, yeah, sugary drinks are a big thing that I don't think people realise how much sugar and even things like juice and things that people think are quite healthy stick onto your teeth, then the bacteria in your mouth get in there and eat that sugar and produce acid. And it's that acid that is destroying these kids' teeth. And it kind of spreads into things like people have lots of sparkling water. And uh, that's just more acidic, so it's just more acid in all this food. And I think now that people are starting to shy away from sugary things, which is great when it comes to teeth, they are relying more on acidic things to just have things that taste nice. And it's not really solving the problem so much. It's, uh, It's just kind of just shifting it to something else.
2: Okay, so the, the soda water that everybody's fizzing themselves yeah. and flagging down, that's actually not good for your teeth either.
1: Yeah, it's, admittedly it's not as bad as sugar is, but it's, um, yeah, you're basically adding in carbon dioxide to the water, which creates the, just free hydrogen around the place, which is acid, which you're then putting straight on your teeth. And then if people are sipping that all day, then that's not great for your teeth. And I think that's the main thing, really. If you... Uh, snacking throughout the day or sipping on things like that throughout the day, that's when your teeth have to put up like a massive defence against those things all day, which is very difficult to do. They then overpower and it leads to fillings and gum disease and all those things. Oh my goodness, I did not know that Mm. about soda water. Yeah.
2: What's the right way to brush your teeth then? Is there a proper angle for your toothbrush?
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So step one, floss before you brush. That's Mm -hmm. the best thing you can do for brushing your teeth. I think people try and brush all their teeth at once, which is a mistake. Take it slower, go one tooth at a time. The best thing to do um, to start off with is to brush lightly along the gum lines. They say a 45-degree angle facing into the gum, and then you do lots of little sort of concentric circles. You follow that gum line round, that's where most plaque settles on a tooth, when it's when it's on there. It's, it's never on the smooth surfaces of your, of your teeth. Excellent. And an electric toothbrush is quite good too, isn't it? Yes, exactly right. And I think more so, they're just easier to use. They, they do most of the work for you. You don't need to sort of do those little you circles. You just hold them in place, yeah. That's right. Go tooth to tooth. Make sure you're touching the gum while you do that to keep your gum nice and healthy. Slowly move it round, and it's it's easy. I use an electric toothbrush, and I think they're great. Hey, now you've got two kids. You've got Charlie, four, yes. and Harry, that's one. Yes, that's right. How are you getting your kids to brush their teeth? Oh, it's hard. It's, I'm, I'm a trained dentist, and it's one of the hardest things in the world. I'm quite relaxed in my approach to it, but it has to be done. I think a difficult thing with teeth is that it, it's very difficult to do the job perfectly. I don't think I've ever got my teeth, my kids to brush their teeth perfectly, um, but I am diligent and I keep doing it. I know if I m- miss a certain spot one day, I'll most probably get it the next day. What about kids? When should they start flossing? The good thing about kids' teeth is that they're quite spaced apart, so you don't really get too much caught up between them. It's quite easy for the... Uh, the saliva to flow in between them and stuff. Once the adult teeth come through, from about six or so, then it's uh, yeah, I'd say one hundred percent get in there and do that. And another thing that um, with floss, people often think about it as just getting things out from between their teeth, but it's much better to think of it as you're wiping down the sides of both teeth. So in each gap you need to go in twice. Once to do the left hand side of it and once to do the right hand side of it.
2: Hey what key signs let parents know when there's something wrong with their kids teeth?
1: Yeah this is a hard one because it's um, generally the answer is your kids are a bit miserable. They may be Eating on the other side from the issue that having trying to avoid that that painful tooth. Generally, they'll complain about it. Their eating habits will change or, yeah, you'll notice something like that. You've got to do a bit of Sherlock Holmes sleuthing to to find it out sometimes. And it's kind of why we also get people to go and see the dentist really regularly so they can pick up the little signs that they can then act on quickly and stop them from becoming anything too bad.
2: How often should we be going to a dentist then?
1: Generally, a year is good. If you are one of those people that um, that you're more susceptible to, to one of those things, maybe bump it up to six months for, for a little bit and mm-hmm. see how it goes. Um, with people that have gum disease, I'd recommend about that. Six monthly is really good. As far as kids are concerned, I think a year is good. And, yeah, if you do anything less than that, then you're a bad person and I don't like you.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> One of the things about going to the dentist is the expense, and that mm. stops people from going. Mm. Why are dentists so expensive?
1: Everything that a dentist uses costs a lot of money. There are so many little instruments and things that you need to use. You then need to sterilize them. You then need to have someone to sterilize them. You then need a receptionist to look after the things while the people are sterilizing them. And then there's a dentist there as well who actually has to do the work. And um, then, of course, those people are paying rent on those things. So you're not actually just going in and asking for just one guy to fix something. It's a team of people doing things With expensive, expensive equipment, those drill bits are really expensive. And um, then, of course, that cost has to go somewhere. Ideally, we should have a bit more government input into that. I think we've got a wonderful system where kids up to 18 can go and see the dentist for free through their schools, which is amazing. And, yes, long may that keep going. But I don't know why we haven't extended that into students who are university students who are going through uni without someone holding their hand and they have to, you know, often come up with money for wisdom teeth extractions and fillings and things like that. How do you stop needing to go to the dentist? Yeah, well, you need to floss. (laughs) Floss? You need to floss. Susie, if I find out you're not flossing, I'm going to be very angry at you. Because okay, we're... well, I'm not opening my mouth again then. <laughs> <laughs> How often do we need to floss? Flossing and... is very important. You f- I want you, everyone, everyone in the world yep. to start flossing before they brush their teeth. Hey, before? Before. Okay. And I'll, I'll ease you into it. Just start doing it once a day, mm-hmm. just at the end of the day before you go to bed. That's the most important stuff. What you're doing is you're getting all the food, gunk, and yuck that you've been eating all day. You're getting it out from between your teeth in those places where your brush can't reach, no matter how hard it tries. So you are getting that out of there. And then when you brush with a fluoridated toothpaste—fluoride is wonderful— it can then flow in between those gaps, remineralise those parts that have had gross acid food and sugary stuff rubbing up against it all day, cleans those out, remineralizes them, makes them really nice and strong, and then spit out the excess toothpaste, but leave the residual stuff in there. Oh. The residual toothpaste um, will continue to soak into your teeth, make them stronger. Well, that's really interesting because as a child, it was always rinse and spit. Rinse that's and spit. right. And the reason for that—that's still a thing. So if you if you are a child, still do that. And once once you have your adult teeth, the issue that we hear is if kids eat toothpaste, that's a big dose of um, fluoride again. What we're trying to avoid is these really tiny little minor flecks of um, of just sort of chalkiness on the teeth that can form on the adult teeth if they have large quantities of fluoride, like eating toothpaste. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So floss and don't eat toothpaste. Okay. (laughs) And how often should we be brushing? I would say morning and night for (laughs) everyone.
2: Sam, you're very passionate about dentistry, aren't you? Yeah. But it's not the only thing you're passionate about.
1: Yeah. Comedy. Yeah.
2: Oh, my goodness. Why did you become a stand-up
1: comedian? I was very lucky. I got to do a, um, when I was in seventh form, I did this program called the Class Comedians Program. And it was, you went and you hung out with comedians and they taught you how to write jokes and and do stand-up comedy, which I didn't realize was a thing you could do. Um, I'd just watch it on TV and enjoy it. And so I gave it a bit of a try then. And it was was really fun. It was great. I loved it. And then I went and did the proper thing and got a proper degree. And um, throughout that time, I'd write lots of, comedy and do things like that so I learnt a bit more about writing and, and things like that and it was kind of my hobby throughout that and then when it came to you need to go out there and actually uh, be a dentist and have a proper job um, I was still like oh, I kind of want to still keep doing this other side of it as well so, I just kept doing it. Um, very luckily enough, got a few writing jobs on, on some shows. I then, from that, got to be the warm up guy for a bunch of TV shows, including, I don't know, we show called Dancing with the Stars yes. that you might be familiar with, oh, Susie. Very familiar. I'm very familiar with you, Susan. We used to hang out quite a lot. It was <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. We need to keep hanging out. I miss yeah. it. Well, we need to do some more dancing. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I did none of the dancing. Oh, come on. You're going to have to do some of the dancing. Okay, I'll do the dancing. Okay.
2: Oh, and I'll do the talking.
1: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and I'll do all the dentistry. It'll be great. So we'd never had any soft drinks. We never had any lollies at home. And so it was kind of natural for my kids not to have that in their face. Although my son pretty much is a sugar monster, same as me. So I kind of went into the family a little bit. And when we go to birthday parties, obviously he's just scoffs them. But at home... There isn't any of that, so he doesn't.
2: Humour might be the best medicine, but flossing is the best thing for your teeth, isn't it? <laughs> oh
3: my gosh, I must say. I was suddenly thinking, oh God, I really need to get back into
2: that. Yeah, look, it's so easy to get out of the habit, yeah. particularly if it hurts and, and so on, but mm. no, it's so important to floss. Mm. But I didn't realise quite how much. Mm, exactly.
3: Do your kids uh, take to the toothbrush quite easily? Well, I did get them electric ones like you were talking about with Sam, and um, they loved them at the beginning, but I must admit, now they're like, oh, God, I've got to do this for two minutes. It takes so long. So sometimes we'll put some music on or we'll kind of, you know, just do something to to make it fun. And uh, look teeth, that's just one small part of our kids and, and what we have to do to help them look after themselves, isn't it? Well,
2: when you think about it, in terms of going to bed, it's often at the end of the day you're tired and all mm. you want to do is Can't get be into bothered. bed. No, and as adults we're probably yeah, quite good at just going mm. oh, I'll, I'll do that in the morning. Actually,
3: one thing I do do with my kids is um, I'll give them their toothbrush or tell them to grab their toothbrush when they're in the bath or when they're in the shower. Ah. So while you're in there, just get it done. You're washing your body, do your teeth at the same time. So then it's not kind of a, a second choice or a second thing to have to do.
2: Where do they spit then, Tori? Oh, the God, butt. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> they kids. <laughs> Laughter
3: is ideally spontaneous. But actually... You sometimes do need to think about, oh, God, I've been feeling a bit low. Or, you know, I just need to feel a little bit uplifted. What do I need? I need a good laugh. Even that is an investment in presence and knowing what you need and then going out to find it. Like, who's that funny person? Or what can I watch that's mm, really funny? Movie or... Exactly. Kids do laugh so much, much more than we do. Mm. And that is also a way to spot the signals if they're not feeling overall healthy, right? Because we've been talking about teeth today, but of course we need to be concerned about all of their health, their whole you know, mental, emotional, physical, body, everything. Um, and certainly I can say of my own kids, you know, when they start getting a little bit less humorous, a little bit less silly, a little bit less giggly, a little bit more mellow um, and kind of quiet, that's my trigger to kind of go, oh, what's going on here?
2: And it might be that they're feeling nervous or they're feeling upset about mm. something as opposed to it actually being a tummy ache.
3: Mm, It's hard when they're young because they can't articulate everything and that's why it's a big job for us parents to not only teach them how to brush their teeth and make sure that they're doing it for the two minutes and all the rest of it, but, yeah, to be aware and to be um, noticing
2: everything. Mm. (laughs) It's everything. We've got to start at home, don't we, with ourselves. We do. We do taking awareness of our body, of our breathing, and where we're at as well.
3: Absolutely, and that's why we pop mindful moments into these podcasts.
0: Remember when you used to leave your house with just a wallet? Now it's nappies, blankie, teddy, books, and two changes of clothes. You didn't even need this much luggage when you did your OE. With no added sugars, and Mumpedia Pro 3 toddler milk is one less thing to worry about. We know, because we're parents too. Health,
3: wealth, and happiness was the old saying to live by. But I think we could add humour into the mix. And that's what Sam seems to suggest too. And so does science. Did you know that laughter decreases stress hormones? It triggers the release of endorphins, which are the body's natural feel good chemicals. And endorphins promote an overall sense of well being and can even temporarily relieve pain, not just physical, but emotional pain too. This is an emotional job we're in as parents. Emotions run high, stress can run high, and when it does, sometimes a mindful moment of breathing and reflecting just doesn't cut it because we're too much up in our head ruminating on the stress, the overwhelm, the too much of it all. Is anything feeling too much for you right now? How are you feeling about your health? Oh, life can seem so serious sometimes. Responsibility weighs heavy expectations burden us and at times we can feel powerless. The antidote to this is humour and I want to introduce you to a bit of a new age yoga concept, laughter yoga and the haha mantra. The idea of this is to state what's feeling too much and then as genuinely as possible to laugh. Now, it probably won't start off genuine, but you might find it so ridiculous you end up laughing at what you're doing and then pretty soon you're in a fully genuine belly laugh. This is about the affirmation of power over, not submission to, what's getting you down. You can't laugh about something and hang on to feelings of powerlessness at the same time. The is not going to change the situation, but it might just change your perception of it, and certainly it has the power to bring levity and emotional freedom. To see how this works, get onto YouTube and search for the Ha Ha Mantra with Gita Fendelman. It got me laughing out loud, and it also helped me see that my daily complaints were nothing compared to what some people are living with. Mindfulness is about noticing what is, It's not our experiences that cause suffering, it's our resistance to the experience. So inviting laughter in, well that dissolves tension, it dissolves armour, it allows you to soften, and so then that laughter softens resistance and eases suffering. I invite you to take your own mindful moment later today, watch the YouTube video. As you laugh with Gita. bring to mind your own sticky situation, your own tension, and laugh
2: it away. Tui, mm-hmm. you talk about laughing. Mm-hmm. Now we have to actually do it, because you say, just laugh. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes not that easy, is it? Mm.
3: But it's this one is not just laughing at anything. It's actually, you know, hi, my name's Tui, and I'm feeling a little bit sluggish and overweight today. <laughs> 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 you know, it's not funny, No, but you say something oh. that kind of is not funny, and then you deliberately laugh about it, okay. which, soo- which sounds and feels weird at the beginning, and then as you looked at me, like what is she She on about? (laughs) Then it made me laugh even more and it became a genuine laugh. That's the idea of it. Mm -hmm. So have you got something, Susie, that you want to share with us and laugh about?
2: Where do I begin? (laughs) Oh my goodness. My name is Susie Cato and my goodness, I need therapy. (laughs) (laughs) And I try not to go into manic laughter there, but there you go. (laughs) But see, doesn't that feel good? It just lightens the load, doesn't it? Hey, look, I'm quite excited for our next episode. I don't know if we're going to laugh a lot, but hopefully we're going to sing a lot. Mm. We're going to be talking and singing about the power of music to open our lives and our children's lives. Musical play therapist Julie Wiley
3: is going to be trilling on this subject. (laughs) Oh, God, Susie, that's (laughs) that's
2: probably the worst
3: joke I've been asked to make.
2: Hey, but it made me laugh. It's great.
1: I've heard a lot of dentistry jokes in my life. What prize did the dentist of the year get? I don't
2: know. What prize did the dentist of the year
1: get? A little plaque. (laughs) That was cute. What do you call a dentist who doesn't drink tea? What do you call a dentist who doesn't drink tea? Dennis. (laughs) Why did the cell phone go to the dentist? I don't know. Why? Because he was having trouble with his Bluetooth. (laughs) What did the orthodontist do on the roller coaster? I don't know what. Brace himself.
0: Ba Oh what? As a parent, you have so many things to remember. That's why we don't go into all the detail about the probiotics, additional vitamins and minerals in our And Mum Pedia Pro Three Toddler Milk. But we just let you know that we care as much as you do about your little ones as they grow. It's as simple as that. Double Strength Mama Power is a stuffed podcast made in commercial collaboration with Admonpedia Pro 3 Todd the Milk.